0: Disclaimer, I am a counseling student, I am not a mental health professional, and I cannot give or offer mental health services. Hello everyone. Welcome to Good You. My name is Samantha. I am your host today. Last week I posted to my story or to the podcast story asking y'all what y'all wanted to hear next on episode three and the majority voted for talking about boundaries. So this episode will be dedicated to talking all things boundaries. We're going to talk about what are boundaries. We're going to talk about We're going to talk about what boundary breaks look like. We're going to talk about why they're important. We're going to talk about how to set and create boundaries, how to maintain and manage your boundaries. And then I'm going to talk about my personal journey with boundaries. So we got a... I think this is going to be a pretty long episode. So hopefully y'all enjoy and learn something from this. I think the first thing I want to say before we get started today, is that in order to really work on and create and manage your boundaries, it is best to work with a professional, with a mental health professional, because it's the way you're going to get your best results. It's hard to understand what's going on inside of you, what you're feeling, when you're learning to manage and work through boundaries, if you don't know much about them yourself. So working with a professional is going to help you understand, okay, like this is normal that I'm feeling this way. Or maybe um, I didn't handle this situation the best I could have. Instead, you could be thinking, well, this is, you know, this is what I learned through uh, Samantha's podcast. And I don't want anyone thinking like this is the for sure way to make and manage and maintain your boundaries. This is just kind of like a guideline of what they are and if you are in therapy right now you're this is going to be pretty familiar to you so let's get into it so let's start with what are boundaries so boundaries are how you protect yourself emotionally this can be how much you let people in your expectations in relationships and your deal breakers so they allow us to create healthy and natural limitations within relationships so that could be friendships romantic relationships familial relationships They should be clear and they should be respected. And you have the right to expect your boundaries to be respected no matter how many boundary stompers tell you how ridiculous your boundaries are because that is going to happen. If you are the person who really caters to other people's needs because you don't want them to be mad at you or you don't want them to hate you. This is probably going to be the hardest thing for you to learn how to do is to create and manage boundaries because there are people out there that don't want to respect your boundaries. Since you haven't had them with them, this is kind of going to shift their reality for a bit and that's okay because let me just give you my favorite saying that my therapist told me one day and it's that you're not responsible for other people's emotions or behaviors and what that means is is that how you respond in order to protect yourself emotionally. So if I'm saying I basically like I'm not going to accept the way you're talking to me and they get mad and they get upset and they lash out or they cry, that's not your fault. That's not your problem. That is something that's probably the hardest thing for you to learn and to accept because you think, well, this is a direct reaction to what I just said or what I just did or me, me me holding my boundary. But in reality, it's a direct retaliation for you holding that boundary. It's people lashing out at you holding a boundary. So, So try to think of it that way. This isn't because of you. This is more of a them thing. So focus. This is boundary creating is a you journey and just go with the flow this is why it's really easy to kind of get lost if you're not being guided by a professional because you can really get in your own head during this time so another thing is you should also be respecting other people's boundaries and there's going to be boundaries that you think are ridiculous that other people have. And there's going to be boundaries that you have that other th- people think are ridiculous and dramatic and unnecessary. And that does not matter who thinks what, the, what matters is that people are respecting them. So you also have that duty to respect other people's boundaries. So for example, you might have a friend that likes to make Sundays their self-care day. So they don't like to go out or do anything on Sundays. And maybe you want to, or maybe you're the friend that wants to stay in because I know I am the friend that likes to stay in on Sundays. And you might have other people that get aggravated with that and want you to go out with them and not respect the fact that that's your self-care day. So that's someone trying to kind of get you to bend and manipulate your boundaries. And no, yours has to have to be clear. You have to make sure you hold to them. And some Sundays I do want to go. Some Sundays I don't mind going because maybe Monday I don't have work. Maybe that's a holiday. I'm the one who can make my boundaries flexible. No one else can make my boundaries flexible. Okay, let's talk about some examples of other boundaries. So like we just gave one where your Sunday is your self-care day. But other examples could be how we allow people to talk to us, how much we allow people to push our buttons, the need of good communication in relationships, needing space when trying to process our emotions, giving and expecting respect from our relationships, taking responsibility for words or actions. So like I said before, you also have to respect other people's boundaries. And that means that you are also being very self-reflective of what's what you're doing. You can't just say, well, you're breaking my boundaries, but you're also not being respectful to others. It's a two-way street here. Boundaries can also be physical. They don't just have to be emotional or mental. This can mean I don't want someone to touch me that I don't know. Um, I know a lot of people who are pregnant that strangers come up and touch your stomach. And I think that's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard in my life. And it makes me scared to be pregnant. But people actually do that. So that is definitely a boundary if you don't want someone to do that, you know. Or if, I mean, sometimes when I'm really emotional or in the middle of having a panic attack, I don't want to be hugged. I don't really want to be touched. It could actually bring more anxiety into my body and that's just who I am. So that's my boundary. And that that could be, that could sound similar to any of you out there that have that same anxiety about being hugged or touched when you're having a panicky feeling. So why are boundaries important to set in the first place? Well, it's our way of having control over our emotions and our space. And when we let other people stomp on our boundaries, we are figuratively allowing them to stomp on our emotions and our mental health. And we're allowing them to cross these barriers that we've we're putting up for ourselves to protect ourselves, to be safe in our bodies. And so that's important to have that you have you, you lose control over your mental health if you're allowing people to just kind of do what they want with you. And that's not how it's supposed to work. You're your own person you have your own thoughts your own feelings and no one has the right to those so that's why they're important and that's why they're important to learn and considering how many people voted on wanting to hear about boundaries i think a lot of people are are wanting to know how to it's just the how to that's so hard and the managing and maintaining them because you can say okay this is what i want my boundary to be but Putting it into action is really difficult and probably the most difficult part is the very beginning because you're having a lot of retaliation, a lot of lashing back at you for setting them in the first place. So what does a boundary break look like? Well, let's let's save that till the end because I want to tell you how to create and then manage them. And then while we're talking about managing them, we'll talk about how it can be hard with boundary breaks involved. So let's talk about how to set a boundary. So... The first thing you want to do is, like I said, try to work with a mental health professional when doing this. This is going to give you your best results and it's going to help you, guide you and teach you how to maintain them. And especially this can be a very emotional thing to do. So you want someone there to be guiding you and talking you through these emotions. Why are you feeling this way? Why does this trigger you when someone talks to you like this? Why Why do you want this to be a boundary in your life? It, it, there's, there's a lot of reasons that you, you might not be able to work out on your own. So the best thing, like best case scenario, is if you can set a boundary from the beginning. So you're in a new friendship. You're in a new romantic relationship. A lot of our relationships and our families are kind of already set so those will be more of the forming boundaries in the middle of a relationship but if you can if you're starting a new relationship start off with the boundaries that's like first things first this is what i expect for for myself what are your boundaries you know ask them what what they expect in a relationship what they need from a relationship from you as a partner as a friend So for me, I've had friends that in the past where I've gotten completely like ghosted where they just don't respond to me, even though we've made plans for this day and this time and when it comes time for our plans, they're not responding to my texts. They're not responding to my calls and sometimes even seeing them post on social media doing something else when we were supposed to be hanging out so for a while that was very triggering for me for other friends of mine who would never do something like that to just not respond at all to me on on text and i had to learn that not everyone's like that and eventually i learned that i don't have to be so hyper aware of my friends responding to me because i i have friends now that respect that boundary of mine and they will let me know like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make this like I really need a self-care day or hey, I accidentally double booked myself. I, I I made plans with someone else and I didn't realize it. Like, can we reschedule all I've ever really needed in my relationships is a solid communication base, especially because of that experience for me. So that's kind of an example of at the start of a relationship, me saying like, hey, I don't care if you have different plans. That you need to do but if we had set plans like please don't just not respond to me and leave me hanging like i i definitely need that response to say like i said i need the self-care time or i accidentally overbooked that's all i need i just need to be told so early talking definitely the best step you can do now let's say that you already have a relationships set that you need to create boundaries in. This is going to be probably the more difficult ones. I say probably, but I mean definitely, because it's, it's ones that they're going to be confused. Why are you setting these boundaries? They can take it personally. And like I said, you're not responsible for their emotions or behaviors, so you do what you got to do for yourself. But the first thing you got to worry about is communicating this with them. What are your boundaries? So first, before you obviously go up to them and say, I need to start creating boundaries with you, you're going to have to figure them out. What do I need from this person? Maybe someone says something really mean to you all the time and you don't like it. So let's say they call you, let's say like you have a friend that calls you weird and or like jokes with you, but like it's not funny to you and you would like to tell them that's not funny to me. It actually makes me really upset when you make fun of me like that in front of certain people or even by ourselves. That could be a great way to start in your head. Like, hey, I need to figure out how I can say that to this person. Or you have a family relationship where they have high expectations of you and say, we need you to be here at this time. Or you need to come to church with us on Sunday. Or we're having family dinner and you have to be there. Okay, well, that's not giving you an option. You have no control in the situation. And it's to the point where now they're telling you, you have to be there. No one's asking for your opinion. No one's even considering your feelings if they're calling you names. So these are things you want to go over in your head. Okay, how do I want to be treated? How do I treat people? What gives me anxiety in this relationship? Things like that. Think about it in your head. And so after you figure out what your boundaries are, you're going to talk to them. (laughs) As simple as that. Communicate. The best thing you can do is find the best time to do it. And I know that can push things back because I know for me, I would always think it was never the right time to talk to people about this thing because it's uncomfortable. You're not going to be comfortable doing this. So get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's my favorite saying that my friend has told me and literally has never left my head because life is uncomfortable. Change is extremely uncomfortable. And this is a big change. You're changing the way that people treat you and people aren't going to like it. And if you are somewhat of a agreeable person or a people pleasing person like I mean I know I can be it's extremely difficult because you don't want people getting mad or lashing out at you and it's going to happen this is why it's best to work with someone so like I said choose the right place and time to discuss you want a place that doesn't have any distractions around you so maybe not a restaurant you know like you might want to be in a house or Maybe at a park with just the two of you. You don't want to be, you know, drinking and talk about boundaries. You don't want to be texting. One's on the phone. You're in the middle of a movie. Any any distractions is best to not be around when you're talking about boundaries. And try to avoid discussing in the heat of the moment. And that's going to be hard once you initially already have set your boundaries. So this will come with a boundary break. Try to avoid discussing in that moment of heat unless you can keep yourself calm like if you can if you've learned to manage your emotions very well through therapy and you say okay this person just broke my boundary I'd like to bring that up with them in the best way possible it's not a bad idea but just remember that a lot of boundary breaks come with certain triggers so a lot of the time it's not going to be as easy as well let me just go let them know they just uh stomped on my boundary and called me a weirdo or lazy or a loser um, and that hurt my feelings a lot of time you're going to start getting mad because once you tell them your boundaries and then they break them you're like well why am I even bothering to tell you if you're not even going to do anything about it so it, it takes other people time too to change especially if that's just how like if they are like that with a lot of people maybe they're not just like that with you you have to basically change their behavior by you sticking up and standing up for your boundaries. So when you talk to them initially, you want to use a lot of I statements, okay? I statements, let's talk about them because they're the best and they will help you get through lots of conversations, arguments, uh, disagreements. This could be in any relationship, including professionally. Let's talk about what an I statement is. So an example of an I statement would be, I feel like this when you say this or this makes me feel like this or I get really anxious when you talk to me like this anything like that so you want to say as little use statements as possible you don't want to say you do this and you make me feel like this and when you do this you always make me so anxious yeah. Avoid always. It's never always. And whenever you use you or always, you're putting someone in a defensive mode. You're immediately making them feel backed into a corner. So when you say this makes me feel this way, it makes me feel really sad when I get told that I'm weird. I I don't like it. And I really appreciate if you stopped calling me that. That would be a totally different thing than saying like, you always call me weird in front of people and you always are making fun of me and I hate it. I don't want you doing that anymore. Well, they're going to say, I don't always do that. I don't always call you weird. And it's just this, it, it's something in our minds that tricks us into going straight to defensive. And it's harder to get defensive when someone's telling you, this uh, makes me feel really bad about myself. Like, if you're going to get mad at someone for saying that, then then there's a little bit more issues there. <laughs> okay so try to use I statements you also want to learn how to say no so if you are someone who likes to help people and make people feel good you tend to say yes to things a lot right you tend to say that like let's bring up the family example again you need to come to family dinner on this day because grandma will be in town and she will be so upset if you're not there So not only do you have a demand, you have a guilt trip that they're doing and that leaves little room for you to say, no, I have plans that day because you're already starting to build that anxiety of like, well, they just demanded me to go. My grandma's going to be there. So I know if I say no, they're going to say, well, she's not going to be here much longer. I don't know how many people who are listening have heard that. It's such bullshit to mess with someone's emotions that way. And it's not fair at all to do that because that's so confusing. And that's so like that's so not fair to someone to say to use someone's grandmother really to say like, well, she's going to she's going to, you know, she's not going to be here for much longer. You're really going to regret not coming to dinner. You're not you're going to regret not coming to family dinner. No, it's because they said that you'd be there and they don't want to look dumb for saying that. Most likely that's the reason. And they want you to be there. Okay, so a lot of us say, okay, like, I guess I got to go to family dinner. I was going to use that day to, you know, relax because I've been so busy, but I guess I can't. (sighs) Getting used to saying no is hard because of exactly that. You're going to be probably guilt tripped and it's not going to be fun. And we're going to learn how to set a boundary with guilt tripping, too, because that definitely has to do with my personal boundaries that I had to learn to set. So. Let's talk about maintaining and managing boundaries. So we learned how to set them. You got to, one, make them, figure out what they are. You got to talk with the person, use as many I statements as possible, talk to them as soon as possible, and learn how to say no. Because once you start learning how to say no, that's just the start. We're going to use no in managing and maintaining as well. So let's maintain our boundaries. Write them down make sure you know you don't always need to sometimes they're right in the noggin you might not need to write them down but if that will help you if you're more of a visual person and you need to really see them on paper maybe you list why you want them to be a boundary because i want more respect from other people of my time i want respect of who i am those are great reasons and practice makes perfect this is this is something that you're going to be doing over and over and over and over again especially with people who like to break and try to tip their toe on the line of crossing a boundary but not really doing it you'll see that as well it's like they're going to see how far you'll let them go don't let them go anywhere you you stay on that side of the line don't touch that line at all and and they're going to think well <laughs> they're going to gaslight you most likely and we'll talk about what gaslighting is and they're going to say well i didn't i that was and I, you're taking it the wrong way you're taking it the wrong way Okay, so practice makes perfect. Learn what your boundaries are, memorize them, and stick with them. And let me tell you one thing also, your boundaries are gonna be different with everyone. You're not going to, you're most likely, I mean, let's say like the friend thing, like I expect to be told if my friend's plans changed, if I had plans with them, I I expect anyone to say, hey, like I can't actually do what we we're going to do today rather than just not respond to me or not talk to me. That's an overall generalized boundary I have. But there's going to be romantic relationship boundaries, friendship boundaries and family boundaries that are going to differ from each other because you have different relationships with those people. There are different types of love, different types of feelings and emotions in those relationships. And that's okay. Don't let Sandy say, well, you let Pat over here say and do these things but I can't and it's like yeah you're not Sandy you're not Pat like that's just that's the boundary I set with you okay too bad so sad so make sure you know like why am I setting it with this person maybe Pat's not giving me a problem with that okay uh Pat also doesn't like call me a weirdo I don't know so things like that like you have to understand people are gonna be really confused and feel personally attacked also, be assertive, but don't be aggressive. This is the learning to stay calm and in control of your emotions, okay? We have to make sure that we are we are able to manage our emotions before we're able to manage and maintain our boundaries, right? And then this step two, this, this goes into both setting and maintaining. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Do not tr- try to think that, that the, the first time you talk to these people or tell these people what your boundaries are, they're going to say, oh, got it. Never doing it again. Loud and clear. Um, thank you for telling me what your boundary is. Those people that do that are fantastic. And if they stick with it, then keep them around. They are fantastic people. But most likely you're not going to have that. Or at least most of the people that you talk and manage boundaries with, it's going to be more difficult than that. So make sure you communicate with them and you stay calm. If you're not talking about it and communicating it and making them clear, making your boundaries clear with them, it's easy for them to overstep because, well, you didn't say it this way or, oh, well, I thought it was like this. Like you have to make it clear, concise, can't mess around. They can't try to shift your boundaries or manipulate it in any type of way. And don't let them try to make you think that they didn't understand what you were saying. Okay? Another thing, don't hesitate to revisit these discussions. So maybe maybe they're not crossing the boundaries, but maybe you're seeing them get a little close to the line closer than you're liking. Don't be afraid to say, "Hey, like I just wanted to have, you know, a conversation about boundaries again. I I really see how much work you're putting into respecting my boundaries and I hope that I'm also respecting your boundaries that we've talked about together is like did you need to talk about anything? Should we revisit anything to touch on here? You don't have to dive in saying like I see you getting I see what you're trying to do here. Okay? I see you're trying to get close and uh overstep because they're just going to deny it and just just revisiting in a calm, open way will allow them to say, "Okay, maybe I need to revisit what these boundaries were." Or maybe I need a reminder, right? So let's talk about apologies. So for me, I can't stand an insincere apology, especially when a boundary is broken. I don't want to hear your excuses for why you broke my boundary. I don't want to hear that I misconstrued things, okay? So let me give some examples of a sincere apology, a sincere and genuine apology sounds like this. I'm sorry I overstepped and was disrespectful in this situation. I'm sorry for interrupting you when you were talking. I'm sorry for not considering your feelings in this scenario. I'm sorry for talking to you in a disrespectful tone and raising my voice at you. Okay. This is insincere. Um, I'm sorry, but blah, 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 blah. Okay. Being sorry does not need to be followed with an excuse to make you feel better and make reasons for your actions. This takes away the point of an apology. Apologies include complete and total vulnerability and accountability. So if you're telling me, but, that just takes away everything you just said, okay? When you're saying, I'm sorry, but this, this basically says, screw what I just said, this is what I really want you to hear, okay? But this. Um, another insincere thing is, I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm, I'm sorry that uh, you took it that way. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry you were offended or that that offended you. Oh, and another one is sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. I'm just going to go over here and cry. If someone isn't genuinely sorry, then they don't care about your feelings okay they only care about managing their own and you might think of it because I tend to do this I try to make sense in everyone's heads about why right well maybe they just don't understand and maybe they don't maybe they really are this is how they're used to hearing apologies maybe from their parents or friends or family maybe they are genuinely just trying to give you a reason for why they did what they did but in reality, what they're not realizing is when you say those things, you're you're completely not apologizing. You're not being sincere about it. And think about the times if you've ever said sorry those ways, were you genuinely trying to hold yourself accountable and be vulnerable and apologize so that the other person hears what you're saying and really knows that you're sorry? Or are you doing it because you want to say like, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I just I didn't mean it like that at all. Like I... I only said those things because you said this and I was reacting and it's like, well, it doesn't matter. You still said them. So apologize sincerely and move on. And if that's a boundary for you that you should expect a sincere apology, then that's a boundary because that is definitely one for me. I don't like people tiptoeing around an apology with me because I expect respect out of that. If you acknowledge the fact that you broke a boundary, apologize, that's all. And I'm not gonna force one out of you, but if you apologize and sincerely, I'll call it out because I don't I just don't I don't like that. Okay. Another way to make sure that you're managing and maintaining your boundaries is to ask for space when you need it. So for me personally, just like me not wanting to be touched when I'm having a panic feeling, sometimes I need five minutes. Sometimes I need to walk away, allow my head to catch up to the billions of thoughts going through my mind at one time and then sort them out and then return to the conversation. So the important thing is is that you return to the conversation. Don't just leave it, at, leave it there because most likely when you leave that argument for five minutes or, or whatever it is, you probably left at a pretty heated moment. You don't want to leave it at that. And sometimes it is hard to come back by then after the five minutes you're exhausted you don't feel like returning but truly once you get down to a good level it won't take nearly as much time to sort it out okay so take that time if you need it and don't let other people tell you you can't have your time to calm down or get away for a second okay so things to watch out for are your own negative emotions when your boundaries are broken so that's something i was talking about earlier is that that's when you can see an aggression come out. Instead of being assertive and standing up for your boundaries, it can can be really triggering to get your boundaries broken. Say like, for example, your friend that calls you weird, right? You say, hey, I feel really bad about myself and I feel really sad when you call me weird and I would just appreciate if that doesn't happen anymore. And, you know, y'all talk through it boundary set. Well, it probably took a lot of times being called weird for you to bring that up, right? So, the next time if your friend friend slips and calls you weird, you might find yourself saying, "I told you not to call me weird. Why are you doing this? I told you how much that makes me upset and you just don't care." It's it's definitely easy to find yourself snap. And I'm going to just repeat myself a billion times. But another reason why you should have someone, a professional, during this time, me me listing these things for you is not going to make anyone genuinely understand what this is going to feel like until you're in the situation. And sometimes it's super overwhelming. And you you need to have someone there to be managing and watching and giving you the tools to help manage those emotions because they can be very overwhelming and scary. And you just don't know how to calm back down. And yeah. Tables can get turned quickly, too. You become the aggressor, right? So that's something to watch out for. Try your best to meditate and reflect on those times where you either snap or want to snap. Those times where you get extremely emotional and you're like, why did I get so emotional? Or maybe you're not thinking that yet, right? You're thinking just like how upset you are. If you have maybe a drive home or a time in the shower, Wherever somewhere is quiet where you're alone, turn the, any radio off, turn any sound or distraction off and say to yourself, okay, why was I so emotional when Susie told me this? I don't know why I'm using Susie. That's such like a fifth grade math problem name anyway. Why was I so annoyed or emotional when Susie said this? Um, what triggered this emotion inside of me? This also comes with lots of counseling and therapy to be able to reflect and sit back and understand and be able to untie these knots in your head. But it's important to be able to reflect. You it, And it's great if you're able to bring them up with your therapist. So my, I go to my therapist and I say, you know, Susie called me weird the other day after I told her how much it bothered me and I snapped on her and I just don't understand why I snapped. I, I thought I... I thought I handled my emotions better. I thought I was in better control and I just don't know why. And that's something y'all walk through together. So and then once once we start to understand why or what our triggers are, so why we have these triggers, we start to also understand our emotions better and have more control over those outbursts and negative emotions. And these outbursts and negative emotions can come out during boundary breaks that i was going to talk about earlier but let's let's talk about what boundary breaks can look like so boundary breaks come in all shapes and sizes and someone can play really ignorant to breaking your boundary after you made it clear what it is and they could say oh uh i thought you meant this not this or i uh i i didn't mean to do that well that was just an accident. And it's like, okay, well, are you just going to bypass the fact that you did it? Or, you know, in your mind you're like, maybe they, maybe it was an accident. Make note of that because if they do it again, then it wasn't an accident. <laughs> okay, they're just not trying. It can come out in forms of gaslighting. So let's talk about what gaslighting is. Gaslighting someone is when you try to distort their own reality. Okay, so have you ever had someone... You're in an argument and you say, you know, the other day when you did this uh, and they're like, I never did that. Uh, I've, I have no idea what you're talking about. I never said that. I never did that. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. That is gaslighting. That is such bad gaslighting. And I, oh man, that is a trigger for me. But yeah, that that's an example of gaslighting. Uh, another example would be saying... I mean, even saying like, well, you're taking it the wrong way. That's not what I meant. Okay. well, no, I'm not. I'm taking it the way that my body is taking it because I told you this before that it makes me upset. It makes me feel bad about myself or it makes me feel disrespected. Okay. and they do it and then you react to it and they're like, well, why are you reacting so crazy? People love to use that word. And it's really annoying because i'm just reacting emotionally it's not crazy to to show emotions okay another thing they'll do is guilt you so let's talk about mom and dad for a second wanting you to come see grandma because she's getting old and you know there's not much time left that's guilt tripping and if you create a boundary with that let's say you already talked to them about not demanding you to be somewhere and guilt tripping if you talk to them about all that right they're gonna still use it and say you know Grandma's going to be so upset that you're not here. And it's just a shame we told her you were going to be here. Okay, well that's that sucks that y'all told her that because you never asked me. I didn't how am I supposed to know about this the day of or the day before? Like <laughs> I'm not it's not how it works. They they're not respecting your time or your individuality in that instance. Another thing would be blackmailing. You're going to have to learn that some people are going to do those things. And you're going to have to accept the fact that you might not get things that you thought you were going to get or whatever and say, okay, that's fine. You, you can't be dependent on anyone and be able to create boundaries. You have to be able to depend on yourself fully, especially someone who blackmails you and guilt you and gaslights you. You cannot be dependent on them. So let's talk about my personal boundary journey. Yay, we finally got to it and it's a lot. So prepare yourselves. So for my boundary journey, I, (laughs) that was like the whole reason I went to therapy. I had no boundaries whatsoever. Didn't even know what a boundary was. Didn't know they existed. Didn't know that I even was supposed to have control of my own body, emotions, uh, time, uh, space, anything. So yeah. That was a solid part of my therapy journey. Let's talk about my family. I hope they don't listen to this episode. Okay, let me get comfy. Okay, so let's talk about my family and our lack of boundaries that I grew up in. So my family was the type of family that I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate to that we didn't talk about emotions at all, like really at all. If I really needed to talk to my dad about something that I was feeling, I wrote him a letter. We wrote letters, but that was it. Like slid it under the door. Like couldn't look you in the face because that's, that's even too much of emotions. I'm just going to slide you this letter. You go ahead and read that and everything's all good, right? We're good. We're good. Sometimes it wouldn't even be that. Sometimes we get in an argument as a family with, with whoever, and the next day we're all sitting sitting together and having a great all time. It it was never a discussion. There was very little I'm sorry I'm sure that I was the person that gave disingenuous apologies, actually, because I, I learned poor apologies from my family. And that might be why it's such a trigger for me now, because I don't want anyone feeling the way that I had to feel. So another thing my family did is we triangulated relationships and arguments, right? So what Triangulation is, and I learned this in therapy, didn't know what this was. Is when, let's say, my dad and my sister get in a fight, and now my dad's involving my mom in it and me in it, and then my sister is involving my mom in it and me in it, saying, This is what dad did. This is what my sister did, you know, and and now me and my mom are trying to be mediators and peacekeepers, trying to chill the situation out. And that could be with anyone in my family. So that could be my mom and my dad arguing, me and my mom arguing, me and my dad arguing, me and my sister arguing. It was always had to include other people. We had to see who was going to be on whose side. And let me tell you something that shouldn't happen. That should not happen, okay? You're getting yourself involved in other people's arguments that you weren't involved in in the first place. Do not get involved. It's so easy to get involved. Don't do it. Let me make this a boundary for you. Do not get involved in other people's arguments. Um I am a spokesperson of the Good You podcast, okay? Do not do not allow yourself to go say, "Yeah, I think uh so and so is actually right in this this uh, this argument here." Uh, and then they're mad at you. And now now you're in the argument. You just dragged yourself in. OK, because because you picked a side. Yeah, that's somewhere I had to create a boundary that took a while uh, for them to understand. And you know how I talked about stepping on the boundary line, but not actually crossing it. My, my parents would say things like, I know you won't let me talk about them and you're not going to have any comments, but you're just going to listen for a second while I tell you that your sister, your mother your father did this today and I just wanted to tell you and I just sit there and I'm like, OK, <laughs> it's just so funny because they just want to like they want your opinion on it and they want you to be like, oh, that is ridiculous that they did that. And eventually, like now they know that I won't respond. <laughs> and and it's rare that they they do that. I know you're gonna, not going to respond to anything. This was after I created the boundary, obviously, and it was a while after, but they don't really do that anymore at all. They just most of the time don't even bring it up in front of me because they know it won't respond. So talking disrespectfully in my family, that's something that occurs now and has occurred for a long time. So this is something that is personal, but I'm going to share with you guys, but my family since they don't know how to talk about emotions it's a lot of lashing out so when someone's really angry and lashes out anger is just a surface level emotion it is not what's really going on and it took me therapy to realize that i wasn't really an angry person i was just really sad really overwhelmed i had no boundaries i had no sense of self as a person and i think that that. After a while, when you're so angry for so long, you start lashing out and talking really disrespectfully to the people that you care about. And so it took me a while to say, I'm, I'm not going to stand for being talked to this way anymore to some of my family. And it was to the point where I had to physically leave places that we were in order for them to get, that I really wasn't going to stick around for that. And, you know, it's it doesn't happen as often anymore to me I still see it happen to to each other to them Uh, I see them talk disrespectfully and lash out at each other because they still don't know how to create and manage boundaries but I have learned to do that so it's kind of like they they know that I won't let them get away with it with doing it to me but they know that they can get away with it doing it to each other so it's kind of fascinating to watch and really actually not just it's not just fascinating that's just fascinating for me because I'm I know so much about boundaries and learned about it, but it, it's really upsetting to see because you just want them to feel how good you feel about being around your family and not wanting to be talked to badly like at all. So it, it is really, really sad to see when your family isn't where you are with that. Yeah. So let's see. Let me give an example of what revisiting a boundary can look like in your family. So my parents own a restaurant and I'm not gonna give away which parent does what. I don't I don't feel comfortable enough with that. I also don't want them to, here's my people pleaser. I, I just, don't, I don't feel comfortable doing that. But I, I'm gonna say that one of my family members lashed out uh, and talked very disrespectfully to me in front of both the employees of the restaurant and the customers of the restaurant. For something I, <laughs> it was so little, it was ridiculous and this is what i mean when i say don't don't allow yourself to get so heated and and talk about it then and there i went back to what i was doing allowed myself some time to go through my head before i went and talked to that person and when i did i went back and i said you know how you talked to me in there was unacceptable i don't feel respected at all how that was said in front of the staff in front of in front of customers and yeah like that's just that's not okay and of course this person was saying you know well they didn't yell and uh i said well yeah you did (laughs) and i think everyone's heads turning in the restaurant kind of verified that but this is kind of the defensiveness of the boundary stomper that will come out that you'll see that's the gaslighting. well i didn't yell and it was like well how come everyone heard you from three blocks away but it's it's that that you got to say, well, yes, you did. And I don't appreciate that. So I just want I want us to understand that I'm not going to, you know, put up with that. And it was right after that that they said, well, I'm sorry, but and I'm like, don't need a butt <laughs> this was this is the way I say it. I'm like, I don't need a but I don't need a reason for why you did it. And, and they want to so bad say, well, no, but but this was and I, I, there's no reason I don't need to hear why. A simple I'm sorry would be more than enough. And I was so proud of myself after that. I I handled it as calmly as I could and as emotional as it can get. Like, don't be upset with yourself, by the way, if like, because that was that was pretty recent. You should have seen the lashing out I did in the beginning. It is really, really hard to not lash out. It takes lots and lots of practice and work. So please don't hear my story and think wow, she's she just did it perfectly that first time and she just knows how to handle herself now. No, mm-mm, yeah, not at all, mm-mm, no. I, I can't even say anything more than that's just absolutely untrue. That would also be a good example of holding firm, but I also have another one would be where one day I was working at the restaurant again and i think i was one of the only ones there and i planned to close so that i could let the rest of the family go home early and i was talked to very disrespectfully and i grabbed my stuff and i went home that was really really hard for me (laughs) that was extremely hard for me i didn't know what repercussions were going to come from that and i realized at that moment that that's why you can't be dependent on on that i couldn't be dependent on that as income that was hard and it took it took me being i was pretty scared and guess what it really went down after that because it was the, i think they were so shocked that i left that they were like oh she's uh she's serious so yeah boundaries are awful to work on awful I mean just uh, you can hear me I'm just exhausted talking about them but I am so much happier with myself as a human being because I know who I am and I'm not living for anyone else but me now it's so freeing To be able to manage and maintain your boundaries. It is so incredible to feel like you're being respected and shown respect. (sighs) I can't recommend going to find a counselor enough to be able to work through boundary issues. It is the worst yet the most rewarding thing you'll work through. Yeah. Because it goes it, it it handles everything it handles trauma your triggers your attachments it handles everything and you will probably will be working through boundaries for the rest of your life i still struggle with boundaries uh, in certain areas of my life especially in uh, authoritative figures in my life so bosses adults i i get very uncomfortable around adults telling me things like It's easier with my family now because I've created and managed those boundaries. But definitely bosses would be the higher one because I am dependent on them, you know, for an income at the moment. And sometimes they're not respectful at all of boundaries because they just don't care. You're just an employee. Try to find a job that views you as a human being and respects the fact that you have boundaries and doesn't treat you like crap. That's my advice. But sometimes that's not possible, right? So... Do what you can and work through this because it's it's just it's a lifetime of work, but it's so rewarding and worth it every time. And I'm proud of you for working through them, by the way, even if you haven't started yet, because if you're listening to this right now, that means you want to. And that's an awesome first step because maybe you re- maybe you didn't even realize that you needed to work through boundaries before this proud of you for sticking through and realizing oh wait oh crap maybe uh maybe i do have some things to work through that's okay 99.9 percent of the people on earth do so hopefully you learned something from today i hope the number one thing you take away from this is that you really should be working with a professional before trying to do this on your own but other than that i hope y'all just enjoyed learning about boundaries today so Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Today's music was written and produced by Tyler O'Brien. You can find him on Instagram at dreamscape, D-R-E-A-M-S-C-A-P-E, and follow his band at wastelander underscore band on Instagram.